Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, this is the Ridiculous Border Gavaskar Podcast. I am Bharat Sundaresan and with me is Dan Liebke. Hello. And we are covering, of course, the historical Border Gavaskar series to find out which nation is the more ridiculous at cricket, India or Australia. The series we are currently covering is the 2017 Border Gavaskar series. Yes, and, and, the, and the way it works is that for each series, we go through the tests one, one by one and we highlight the ridiculous moments from each side. Then we uh, give them three, two and one points, depending in order of most ridiculous to third most ridiculous. And the team that scores the most points wins, in the ridiculous sense at least, uh, that test match. So the definition of ridiculous is pretty loose. We we, we just go with the, the principle of you know it when you see it. So um, it doesn't necessarily just mean ridiculously bad. It can be ridiculously good. Or it could just be more often than not just ridiculously ridiculous. So I'll be nominating Australia's ridiculous moments. Uh, Barat will be nominating Australia's. And just to recap the first test of the 2017 Ridiculous Border Gabascar series, that ended in a draw after Matt Renshaw's three points for shooting himself was uh, matched by the 2-1 <laughs> counterpunch of India's incredible 7-for-11 collapse and also the curator's pre-match insistence that the pitch uh, would be a green top. So what happened in the second test? Yeah, before we get into the second test, Dan, uh, it, it's ironic that the the test match that we discussed uh, originally finished in two and a half days, but in, in our world, in our ridiculous <laughs> world, it ended up as a draw. It says a yes. lot about you and me as well. <laughs> yes. Well, the second test happened in Bangalore at the Chinnaswamy Stadium, and this is when things uh, started to get a little interesting. Mm. Uh, just in terms of facts and numbers, Virat Kohli won the toss and elected to bat. Uh, Mitchell Stark took the early wicket of the returning Abhinav Mukund, who uh, was playing test cricket after quite a while. Uh, but it was Nathan Lyon. It was all Nathan Lyon uh, uh, doing the damage for Australia, taking eight for 50, uh, still his best figures in mm. uh, test cricket. Uh, and they bowled out India uh, on a day... Kale Rahul provided re- real resistance and also really put his hand up as a uh, as a 
test opener uh, at this that stage of his career. He made 90 off the 189 runs, uh, a mini Bannerman, as someone some would tell you, <laughs> uh, for India that day. Um, Australia had a great chance to just run away with the game, but uh, India held them back, 276 all out. So, so the lead was an ominous 87 uh, in <laughs> yeah. the first innings. Uh, Ravindra Jadeja, uh, on the back of his best summer or best uh, season for India in Test cricket, finished up with six for 63. Uh, India wiped off the deficit uh, with two wickets down, uh, lost a few wickets, uh, and then came those two, Pujara and Rahane, the uh, the agony aunts of Indian <laughs> cricket, uh, who once uh, you know came together in a crisis and um, gave Australia a target, which on that pitch you might have backed Australia to chase on 189, but they did fall uh, famously short uh, by quite quite a margin as uh, Ravichandra Nashwin, who came into that innings, Dan, with some pressure on his back, uh, ended up opening the bowling and took uh, figures of 6 for 41, ran through Australia after they looked good uh, for the first 40-50 runs and eventually India won by 75 runs and levelled the series one off. Yes, very good. So that, that's kind of the, the facts and the, the stats of what actually happened. What, what ridiculously happened? Do you, do you have a first nomination? Well, you know, it was, a, it was a series, Dan, where the pitch was, like, you know, was discussed as much as what happened in the middle before and after the game. Mm. <laughs> That, that, that often happens in India, doesn't it, for some reason? It does, it does, especially <laughs> when you have, uh, you know, countries like England and yes. Australia touring. Uh, uh, and funnily enough, if you just look at uh, the last few years, I think South Africa have gotten the uh, rawest of deals in teams <laughs> in terms of the pitches that they've had to play on. Uh, but because it's South Africa, uh, I mean, it's not that they haven't complained either, but it's, <laughs> nowhere, it's nowhere close to what we've heard from the English players, the press, and definitely in 2017 from the, the Australian players and the Australian media and remember this was a time when I wasn't part of the Australian media mm-hmm. uh, so I was in the opposition in yes. some ways because it did feel like you were in the opposition I, I though knowing me I was more a neutral I was just <laughs> enjoying the battle between the two parties but uh, yeah I mean it was India versus Australia not just on the field it was India versus Australia in the press boxes in press conferences I mean it was it was all out there uh, yeah you know, there was and it all started in Bangalore uh, with the pitch in Pune at least as we remember from last week, uh, the curator <laughs> said that he would, it would be a pitch which would suit the fast bowlers, the spinners would have no say. And then we all saw what happened. Yes, so, Steve, Steve O'Keefe took 12 wickets, so I, I'd suggest that didn't help the fast bowlers too much. Not really, yeah. <laughs> Unless Steve, was, uh, Steve yeah. O'Keefe was bowling medium pace, yeah, which yes. he wasn't. Uh, some some deliveries maybe. But uh, uh, and then what happened was going into Bangalore, there was so much focus on the pitch. Um, and, and because India had lost that first test, uh, the, the feeling amongst the Australian players and maybe even the Australian team was uh, they would just create a, prepare a pitch which would be even more diabolical mm. than, than the one at the first test uh, which wasn't to be but leading in there were so many conspiracy theories uh, uh, you know our good friend Ben Horn uh, wrote, wrote wrote a piece to start with about how uh, the curators he had spotted the curators use um, everything from uh, you know brushes to <laughs> these mysterious objects uh, which later on as we found out turned out to be uh, you know just just a weather gauge it, it was a, they weren't really trying to dig up the pitch so uh, so blatantly uh, I, I mean the they they used something called a clegg hammer which is mm-hmm. generally used all around the world actually to determine the hardness of the yes. pitch yep. uh, but when some some sections of the australian media saw that happening they and, and i think you couldn't blame uh, benny or any of those uh, other australian journalists either because uh, it was just that was the narrative anyway like yeah. leading into that series and and all around. So suddenly, you know, you already expect 
something to happen, um, something diabolical to happen. And then when you see someone with a hammer in the middle of the pitch yeah. two days out from the, you would just expect that something uh, dramatic is happening. But it wasn't, uh, you know, and there was just so much talk about the pitch in press conferences as well. And um, Anil Kumble, who was then India coach, kept rolling his eyes. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, uh, and some, like, some of the reports, the Australian press said, like, they used vacuum cleaners and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, everything under the sun. I mean, everything yeah. but the kitchen sink was used to <laughs> dig up a pitch. Uh, I mean, as we know now, it doesn't take that much to uh, tamper with a pitch. But, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it, it, uh, stuff that we've never heard of before yeah. what was apparently used. It's part of the conspiracy. And as it turned out, none of that happened. Um, yeah, that, te- that tends to be the way with conspiracy theories, right? They, they rarely have much basis, in fact. Yeah, pretty much like the moon landing. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> oh, the uh, the moon landing never happened. But but, but you know, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's uh, that was always Stanley Kubrick uh, sorting that one out for for NASA. Uh, we always knew that we need we need a special uh, podcast just for the moon landing. Yes, uh, but this was cricket's moon landing moment. There you go. <laughs> was that was the pitch like uh, the the lunar surface of the moon? Is that what the Australians were thinking? Uh, uh, trust me, that was seriously what, how it like how it was played out. Uh, you know, steel objects, all sorts of things. And, and, and look, actually, if you uh, some some curators in India do use some ingenious methods to not just uh, dry up pitches, but also like you know when it comes to uh, uh, how they fix certain parts of the pitch and it, it's not always uh, you know it might come across as cloak and dagger methods as mm. some Australian uh, journalists reported uh, but it's just basically a, a, a case of uh, ignorance and yeah. not nasty ignorance just the fact that you had never seen something like that happen up so um, yeah it, w- it was a bald pitch and, and as it turned out <laughs> there was so much drama around it that uh, the Australian journalists were barred from taking pictures uh, pictures of the pitches uh, from the third test onwards. It's now become a trend, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. I, even I'm guilty of it at times. But, uh, you know, this is the pitch four days out. From yeah. The oh, my God. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, there, there, there's, there are a few things I find more tedious than, than players or journalists or or fans just complaining about pitches. It's, it's, like, oh, it's the same for both teams. Just play on whatever the pitch is. Well, yeah. Uh, but, well, hey, if that had happened, we wouldn't be talking about that's true later. yes of course yes okay uh so is that uh your first nomination it it is it very yeah. much is excellent well uh kind of segueing off that uh the pitch certainly didn't seem to upset nathan lyon too much because as we mentioned uh and this is my first nomination my first nomination is nathan lyon uh getting it what, what i'm going to call an all-rounders hat trick and I'll explain that as I go along. So India batted first, and Nathan Lyon uh, he took an eight for in the first innings, as we mentioned. Uh, it was his best figures, eight for fifty, very good figures indeed. And kind of uh, as the the relevance uh, for for the purposes of this ridiculous nomination is that he did end the innings with wickets on consecutive balls. So he took the wicket of KL Rahul, who as as we also mentioned earlier had been batting quite well throughout the entire innings, and then he uh, got the the last man in Ishant Sharma, uh, got them from consecutive balls ended the innings which meant of course that uh the first time he bowled in the second innings or india's second innings he was going to be on a hat trick so that would be would have been a traditional hat trick attempt for nathan lyon 
But what I like about this uh, this nomination is that Lyon found a loophole because when he came out to bat in Australia's first innings, he was dismissed first ball. And I feel like this should count as some kind of weird all-rounders hat trick. He took two wickets with the ball and effectively completed the hat trick by being dismissed first ball himself. So I, I think, you know, we, we had O'Keefe's every other ball hat trick in the first test. And so this I'm going to call an all-rounders hat trick where you, it's three wickets in three balls, but one of them is your wicket. <laughs> well, it was a series where nobody actually took a hat trick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there were all sorts of uh, non-hat tricks, which uh, we in on this podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> would like to classify as hat tricks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's a way of getting a hat trick. I, I think if you're a bowler who has taken two wickets uh, of two balls and hasn't gotten an opportunity to bowl that third ball yet, um, you practice for it by getting out first ball. Which <laughs> yeah, is, I, I think, think so. What, yeah, yeah. This is what Nathan Lyon was doing. And, and you could see it in the way he got out as well. The sw- I mean, yes, it is Nathan Lyon, so he did attempt the sweep did. shot. Yes, of course. But he was getting into that... Po- and ve- very rarely do right-handers get away sweeping Jadeja in yes. India. Uh, but, and uh, who would know that better than Nathan Lyon, you know, being Nathan Lyon. So he did, uh, uh, I think, prepare himself to take a hat-trick with the ball, which it wasn't to be. Mm. Uh, but, but on a serious note, I mean, that, that spell really... Uh, I think that there was Nathan Lyon before that 8 for 50 and then Nathan Lyon since that 8 for 50. Mm. Uh, because there had been question marks about his performances in the subcontinent. Uh, he'd done well, but not regularly. Uh, famously, he'd, you know, after the 2016 tour of Sri Lanka, had, he'd had a chat with Rangana Herat because Rangana Herat just ran through Australia, as we well know. Uh, which, I mean, in many ways, Australia-Sri Lanka could also make for a ridiculous <laughs> series podcast someday, Dan. Someday. Uh, for sure. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, and, and you know, so basically, Rangana Herat uh, just asked him to keep bowling that good ball as often as he could, uh, and that's pretty much what he's done. And it's almost been uh, a blueprint to Nathan Lyon, um, especially in the subcontinent. Uh, yeah. and, and going into this Test match, Tivo Keefe had outbowled him in that first Test. Yep. Uh, so there was not a pressure on him, but there was, uh, like you know, there was the need for him to just put his hand up and remind everyone that he was the premier spinner, uh, and he did it in great fashion. And he had spent a lot of his time before the series watching uh, highlights of Ashwin mm-hmm. and like we discussed last week uh, all of India every time Ashwin comes to Australia they want him to bowl like Lyon and when Lyon goes <laughs> to India they, uh, Australians want him to bowl like Ashwin and he was very openly uh, and he was very open about the fact that he had seen a lot of uh, uh, Ashwin and even if it meant copying him it didn't matter to him he was going to do it and yeah I mean he made the Indians look silly that day yeah uh, the, the, the other kind of thing I, I, I like about uh, this kind of weird hat-trick variant because uh, I mean the, the, the benefit of having these obscure variants of hat-tricks that aren't proper hat-tricks is is that the real hat-tricks happen so rarely. I mean, in this test, we had Lyon, Jadeja and Stark were all on hat-tricks. So a hat-trick of unconsummated hat-tricks. So I think it's, uh, yeah, you, you need these kind of easier-to-achieve variants. So that, 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 that's my nomination. Uh, no, you know, you could add another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the if you go back and look at Rahane's dismissal, um, I think it's in the first innings when he gets stumped. Yes. Um, he's so far out. <laughs> he's so far out of his crease. I think Steve O'Keefe uh, deserved to be given two wickets you yep. know, in, in, instead of one. So that <laughs> should count as two because you've not just stumped him. You've stumped him twice. Because yep. technically Wade stumped him, yes. But he had enough time to do it again. I mean, he had <laughs> enough time to then uproot the stump. Yep. So that should count as two wickets. So if you take a wicket of the next ball, I, I think that should count as a hat-trick as well. Let, let's, uh, let's keep an eye out for one of those. 
Myers. <laughs> we certainly will. Well, my next nomination, speaking of all things silly, uh, <laughs> is it was the day when Ishan Sharma mocked Steve Smith. Uh, yes. It, it's, a, it, it's a strange one. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, Steve, Steve Smith is known for all his mannerisms and uh, all sorts of idiosyncrasies at the crease. Uh, and, uh, you know, who better than me to know all about it, considering <laughs> I've spent half my life watching him bat, especially in the net. Um, but uh, if you saw Ishan Sharma, and I'm sure you've seen uh, those listening to this have seen the clip. If not, go find it. Just just Google Ishan when Ishan Sharma mocked Steve Smith, or even just go Ishan Sharma plus Steve Smith on Google. And you'll I think find if you just Google Ishan Sharma, I think this face is in like the top five <laughs> images you'll find anyway. Yeah, very much so. So I, I I'm not sure when, uh, whether Ishan Sharma was a big fan of uh, pro wrestling growing up, <laughs> but in that moment he almost. Uh, you know, almost made Steve Smith look like he was the undertaker just getting out of the <laughs> casket. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it was just weird. Like the, the way he cocked his his neck and, and the lips uh, and the eyes. Uh, I don't know. It didn't look like Steve Smith. But funnily enough, uh, uh, 18 months prior to that, I remember being on a tour of Sri Lanka with India. Um, and this is when Ishan Sharma had gone from just le- letting his hair uh, or leaving his hair out to uh, wearing the man bun. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the man bun. And history says, I mean, this is not in any stat book except mine. The <laughs> first time Ishan Sharma bowled a ball with the man bun, it just came apart. And he was uh, last seen just looking for his uh, hairband in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> this happened in Sri Lanka. So, but at I, I, I thought for a second you, you meant the, the ball came apart. I thought, my God, how powerful <laughs> was that hairband? Oh, well, like, thankfully not. But, uh, but he'd get good. And something was up with Ishan Sharma during that series. He bowled beautifully in Sri Lanka, Dan. But um, he was getting into these weird uh, situations with uh, uh, Damika Prasad uh, from Sri Lanka, the former fast bowler. At one point, I remember uh, Damika Prasad getting out and him running off the pitch and Ishant running after him. Nobody understood what was happening, whether it was in jest or whether there's something, whether it was one of those I'll see you at the back after I get you out moments because the yeah. innings still on. But, <laughs> but the more famous incident from that series is he gets Dinesh Chandimal out and starts I- indulging in this weird sort of head banging and I can tell you guarantee Ishan Sharma is not a metalhead that much I know right uh, so I don't know what happened why uh, what music was going on in Ishan Sharma's head at that point um, which led to him just you know uh, indulging in that head banging uh, uh, whatever in, in head banging uh, but I, I, if you were at the Chinnaswamy Stadium in 2017 maybe he heard the Undertaker's <laughs> song because he did he did look like it was Undertaker who had uh, come out of uh, the Basket more than Steve Smith doing whatever he does. And Steve Smith, Steve being Steve Smith, wasn't going to be left behind. The next ball, he shoulders arms and then starts giving Ishan Sharma the Indian nod as it's called. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's funny that you you uh, think, he, think he looks like The Undertaker. To, to me, when, when I look at the footage, I, I think it's uh, it looks to me like the kind of face you'd pull to amuse like a very small baby. You, like you, <laughs> you, you're trying to entertain the, the baby by you know, pulling silly faces and I, I guess at this stage of Smith's career is worth trying anything to see if you could put him off right uh, I mean one of my colleagues even went the next step um, mm-hmm. uh, he said that Ishan Sharma in that moment looked like one of those very lecherous uh, <laughs> villains from uh, back in the day uh, right. you know, where, uh, and and it was a pretty common scene unfortunately in the 70s and 80s the villain would uh, there would be a moment in most Bollywood movies where, where the villain especially if he was a younger villain there was this uh, moment where he would share a scene with with the heroine like the mm-hmm. 
the hero's girlfriend. Yep. And and those are the kind of faces you would see them <laughs> make. So, well, you you can look at it in many ways, but we can I can say with guarantee Ishan Sharma did not look like Steve Smith. Hey, but it worked. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that, that, that's very good. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that this was the test uh, that happened, but yeah, that's a uh, that's a infamous. Uh, photograph of Vishen Sharma so that, that's a good one my next nomination is Mitchell Stark shattering the stumps so this is uh, in India's second innings and uh, Mitchell Stark took the second new ball in India at this stage were 224 for four so they had a lead of 137 effectively only uh, with six wickets still in hand uh, and as he sometimes does uh, Mitchell Stark was a, a little bit all over the place uh, with the new ball he, he was bowling uh, a Stark-like blend of fast oh. Yorkers and also a couple of wides that barely hit the pitch but in his third over he, the the ovary bowled went, went pretty much as follows so he bowled a full toss then an in-swinging yorker that was dug out then a ball that went for two wides uh then he bowled an lbw delivery to uh, dismiss uh, rahane and then uh then he bowled the ball that i want to talk about and karen naya uh, came to the crease and uh stark bowled him first ball with a delivery that snapped the stump in two <laughs> so it was 154 kilometers an hour uh, Nair played on and it, the ball knocked the middle stump back and broke leg stump in half. So it was a, a fantastic delivery as a brutal delivery. Uh, and uh, I, I would posit a ridiculous delivery as well. Anything that sends bales flying, breaks stumps in half, knocks stumps out of the ground, uh, just fantastic. And uh, the hat trick ball, he followed it up with a, a swinging full toss that hit Saha on the pad and would have been the hat trick except there was just a tiny feather of an inside edge. So uh, a, a, good, a good strange over for Mitch. Stark, a very ridiculous over, uh, and one that a stump breaking over. So I, I particularly like that one. Oh yeah, and especially because it was a leg stump that yes. he broke in half. Generally, you see the middle stump, as we know, invariably is the one with the stump mic and mm-hmm. all sorts of gizmos attached. So uh, it's easier to break if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if it makes contact on the uh, uh, or the sweet spot or the non-sweet spot, uh, which is kind of hollow, it can break that stump. But to uh, do that to the leg stump just tells you how quick that ball was. And and Mitch, Mitchell Stark has never looked like that ever again. In terms of looks, I mean, he mm. it was the subcontinent, uh, the, and in, this was summer as well, February, March in India, uh, can get quite steamy. Um, so it's a crop cut, yes. um, quite clean shaven, because in recent years we've seen um, he hasn't gone back to that. Uh, and also, you know, he's got a more weathered face, if that yep. makes sense. He still looked fresh-faced in a way yeah. uh, in 2017, which was six years ago. I can't of like the idea that his shorn head was kind of a, a suggestion to the selectors that they should get a, a kind of hybrid of Sean Marsh and Travis Head into the team. <laughs> That's true. And also, no mysterious objects were used in, <laughs> in trimming the hair on Mitchell Stark's head. Or not that, that we know of. That we, that know, we of. know of. Uh, no cloak and dagger <laughs> methods were used. Um, and, you know, yeah, he was really fired up in that game. Uh, just him uh, screaming his lungs out after getting that Karuna wicket. Um, and the next wicket as well but also ridiculous was the fact that uh, this was uh, Karuna's first test match Dan since that triple hundred against England which I did cover uh, yeah. which came six months after I saw him being a triple hundred in a Ranji Trophy final right so yeah I mean I think uh, so uh, Australia were lucky to get him out cheaply
Exactly. Yeah, he could have done anything. Very much so. And yeah. maybe this was, uh, you know, he gets 26 in the first innings, zero in the second innings, This, which is the the dismissal we just spoke about, uh, uh, the stump being smashed. Uh, and he just bats two more times in test cricket in that very series. And that's that's it. So yeah. he, he played three test matches after making after becoming just the second Indian to make a uh, triple hundred in test cricket. Uh, and that's it. His career was over. And unfortunately, uh, this this dismissal was, was part of it. Uh, you know, just two more innings in test cricket. So that adds to the whole ridiculousness, uh, I think, of the dismissal and, and the manner of it and the battle involved. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my final nomination for this test match is just Virat Kohli. Yeah. This match. Uh, you know, by this time, obviously, by 2017, the world knew about Virat Kohli and how animated he likes to be. <laughs> uh, I remember writing a piece around that time or maybe just a little later that uh, for Australia, he was he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Yep. He was the uh, he was the heel who uh, became a face in many ways. Like Australia loved Virat Kohli, but loved to hate him as well, but loved him as well. Mm. They just and to date they still do. Uh, you know, there's something about Virat Kohli that really gets Australians uh, excited. And, and, and this Test match was the perfect example of why that is the case. Uh, you know, he was under pressure that he lost that first Test, and anyway he get the uh, back then he would just get really riled up whenever he was up against. <laughs> Australia. Um, the previous uh, series, he had said that I don't have any friends in the Australian side uh, and all sorts of other things. And I remember being in that press conference in 2014, and I'm sure we'll come to that series at one point. Um, and then Ryan Harris followed him to the press conference, and he was really, he didn't know what to say when uh, the <laughs> question was posed to him when they said, hey, Virat Kohli was here before you, and he said, uh, he, does, he doesn't respect any of you, uh, and he has no friends in the Australian side. And Ryan Harris just looked and said, but, but we respect him. <laughs> I think we're still friends, aren't we? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I love the the gentle innocence of Brian Harris. Oh, very much. It's very so. sweet. Very sweet guy. And, and, and yeah, and so going into this test match after that Pune loss, as as we discussed last week, the first loss in a long, long time uh, for India at home. Um, you he could feel it. You could feel it on Virat Kohli's face. Uh, he was out cheaply as well in the first innings, uh, and, and all that led to him just being more animated than we had ever seen him. He was in every Australian's face. He was in <laughs> uh, the umpire's face. He was getting the crowd to uh, cheer with him against the Australians. Uh, and some of the comments as well. I mean, you, you just see even the last wicket of the of the test when Nathan Lyon is caught in ball by Arashwin. You see, uh, you know, we're in an era where even if things have gone awry, at the end of the test or end of the game, uh, players shake hands and you don't see much animosity. But you can see Virat Kohli marching towards Nathan Lyon with his finger outstretched and saying something to him and still shaking his hand because that's protocol. Yeah. Shaking his hand, but uh, he wasn't happy. And, you know, throughout that series, uh, Nathan Lyon in particular had spoken about how you know, Australia were focusing on uh, it, in how you need to cut the head of the snake and hopefully the body will fall apart. Uh, so that had clearly stayed with Virat Kohli uh, and he, he didn't forget it. So in the press conference after the test, he said a lot of people were talking about the head of the snake, but I think the snake did pretty well by itself. So it's not just about one individual. I'm pretty happy if they keep focusing on the head of the snake and the snake can sting from a lot of directions. This is the most uh, snake mentions ever in a cricket. <laughs> 
delegate press conference, and that itself makes it very ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I'm not sure the snake can sting from too many directions. Right? It's, it's, it's <laughs> mostly from like a couple of fangs. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, the, I, I guess it can like re, uh, recoil and twist around maybe. and come. Depends come from, on what kind of snake. Though. I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, I love Coley, especially when he's in this kind of antagonistic mode. He's uh, he's very entertaining to watch. He, he gets uh, gets everybody fired up. It's, it's all very entertaining. But I, I did also like uh, the the way he the way he batted or, or, or the methods of his dismissal in this test were also quite ridiculous as well. So in the first innings, for the second innings in a row, he was dismissed not playing a shot. So he just shouldered arms to Nathan Lyon and was horrified to see it hit his hit his pad in front of leg stump and was being given out. And then in the second innings, uh, he was also out LBW. And this one. He was very confident he wasn't out. He basically smiled as he made the tee because uh, the, the he was confident that he'd hit it. And on the replay, the third umpire spent a long, long time looking at uh, whether the ball had hit the bat yeah. first or the pad first. And they basically, the third umpire decided they were so close together that um, he couldn't overturn the on-field decision, uh, which made, made Coley a little bit uh, less smiley than he was when he first made the tee. I think, you know what, credit to Virat Kohli for not exploding on the field. <laughs> Like, you can see he's on the verge as he's yeah. walking back. He's flailing his arms, but again, trying to control even that. Uh, he's he's bursting at the seams. He wants to just explode and turn around and give Nigel Long a piece of his <laughs> mind. Because uh, it, it's an interesting replay. Uh, he gets it on the pad. He give, he's given out immediately by Nigel Long. And Virat Kohli has this wry smile on his face. And he immediately, immediately, uh, you know, uh, uh, reviews it. And Nigel Long almost puts his hand up and says, uh, uh, you can see Nigel. Nigel Long's not very chuffed with that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I, I have umpired in games uh, or a lot of games, but no DR is involved. But it can't be a happy moment when when a bat, batter just reviews it immediately. Yeah. That especially if he smiles at you as if to say, oh, you, Come you, on. You, because yeah. you're kind of being made to look like an idiot. And you can see Nigel Long's not happy. So he puts his hand up and almost says, okay, fine. All right, I, I, I'll review it. <laughs> and then there is, he doesn't smile. He doesn't smile. But there is a look of satisfaction on yes. Nigel Long's face when it's time to like you know when you can see the third umpire speaking to him and he's nodding and he's like and Virat Kohli's already turned around and he's walking and when he uh, I think Nigel Long would have preferred if Virat Kohli was still facing him when he raised his finger a second yeah. time but yes. somehow Virat just keeps that emotion in uh, but then once he gets into the dressing room yeah he doesn't he doesn't do that like you can all see for the next 15 minutes how he felt about that dismissal yes well uh, speaking of dressing rooms and press conferences uh, we, we, we do have uh, Virat Kohli expert expressing his anger at my third and final nomination, uh, which of course is Steve Smith's brain fade. Uh, so this is kind of an infamous moment of this test. So this is Australia's second innings. They're chasing a relatively small total for victory, but it's on a, a you know a, a tricky pitch, uh, fourth innings. And Steve Smith was dismissed LBW and then uh, had what he later described as a brain fade <laughs> uh, because he looked to the dressing room for guidance on whether he should review. I, I'm not sure he needed much guidance. It, it was a, a very plumber with W, but uh, he, he did look, and uh, Virat Kohli wasn't happy about it. India wasn't happy about it. Nobody was happy about it. The umpire wasn't happy about it. The umpire came along straight down the pitch and said, "No, nah, you can't do that. Uh, you've got to go." Uh, but it was allegedly Pete Hanscom's idea. Hanscom later tweeted, quote, I referred Smudger to look at the box. My fault and was unaware of the rule. Shouldn't take anything away from what was an amazing game. 
but yes, so Steve Smith uh, illegally looked to the dressing room uh, to decide whether he was whether he should review the decision or not. Uh, he described it as a brain fade. Vera Coley was, was less convinced that it was just kind of this momentary lapse in concentration from Steve Smith. Vera Coley in the press conference said, "If something is going on for three days, that is not a brain fade," <laughs> which is a, 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 very, a very funny quote from Vera Coley. Uh, he uh, he, al- he also didn't uh, didn't use the the C word, the cheat word, yeah. but, but uh, when when I was put to him by a reporter, he said, "Well." He didn't deny that was a, a, a word he was thinking of, so very, very entertaining as well. Hey, look, it, it led to a massive controversy for the rest of the series yep. because, um, yeah, I mean, like Steve uh, Virat Kohli, like you said, uh, uh, alleged that it wasn't it, it wasn't a one-off. It wasn't mm. a brain fade. He said, me shouldering arms. And he, was, <laughs> and he made it about himself as well. He was self-deprecatory. Uh, he said, me shouldering arms twice in two innings. Now that's a brain fade. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and there were allegations from members of the Indian team and the coaching staff that uh, the Australian team had nominated one guy to sit. Uh, and if you if you've been to the Chinnaswamy Stadium, it's a very open dressing room. Mm-hmm. So if you are out on the field, Dan, you can see the your dressing room very very clearly. Yep. In fact, it used to be a beautiful open press box as well, uh, but they uh, shut it uh, or like you know they've uh, closed it uh, for the or, uh, uh, they did it for the 2011 World Cup. But I remember covering matches before that. You could hear the edge sitting in the press box even if it was a full crowd uh, mm. uh, it's still a beautiful ground and a beautiful press box so so uh, and the allegation was that they had uh, one of their support staff pasted in front of the uh, front of a laptop and that the australians were constantly turning around and uh, <laughs> you know seeking seeking help from the dressing room which was obviously not uh, not allowed but the way steve smith did this as well i, I mean the one the closest example I can think of is uh, Matthew Wade uh, a few months ago in that T20 against England, where you know the, he should have been given out obstructing yes. the field, but Josh Butler in appeal. If you if you are flouting the rule, just be as blatant as possible. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he, why not? Yeah, and in front of everyone, it all happens so quickly. Like uh, Steve Smith given out, Peter Hanscom walks up to him uh, and he like points towards the dressing room and immediate and he, he's this is all happening while Kohli is not too far away because Kohli was never far away from a departing Australian batter during that test <laughs> match. He, he made sure that he was in their ear till they finally were out of earshot. Uh, the umpire is right. Nigel Long is right there. So it all happens in front of everyone else. So, all, you know, to that extent, maybe it was a brain fade that he did it so obviously and blatantly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, all sorts of uh, accusations from the, from the Indian side. And this really is when the series started... Uh, going ugly but some funny comments from some of the other uh, players and some uh, non-players as well some some former cricketers commentators who were not there either so uh, uh, this is what R. Ashwin said he said that he compared Smith's act to uh, that of a cricketer playing in an under 10 game <laughs> he said that is completely unheard of the last time I thought that would happen was in an under 10 game when my coach used to suggest where point fielders and cover fielders used to stand <laughs> I've got a lot of respect for Stephen Smith but that was very very surprising yeah. Um, and I think the best comment came from uh, former England opener turned commentator Mark Butcher. He said, you might be the queen of England or the captain of Australia, but you can't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, like, and, and yeah, I mean, 
Australia kept denying that Darren Lehman said never, ever, ever uh, when asked about, uh, you know, the team seeking dressing room help uh, for DRS uh, even before and after that Steve Smith uh, episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it will always be known henceforth as the as the brain fade uh, test. And every time a young child hears the word <laughs> or learns the word term brain fade, uh, the first image that will come to his or her mind is Steve Smith turning yes. around towards the dressing room. Yeah. Luckily, of course, this was the only time that uh, Australia under Smith and Lehman were ever accused of cheating and uh, n- never any problem ever again, as far as I recall. <laughs> oh, dear. But, you know, I mean, on a, on a serious note, it's incredible, right? This was exactly 12 months before. Yeah. This is March. We're talking like late February, early March of uh, 2017. Um, uh, and uh, March 8th, I think. And, you know, 12 months later, we all know what happened. Yes. So, uh, yeah. And, and look, yeah, Darren Lehman did. I'm, I'm trying to find his quote. He said, uh, yeah, this is what he had said after saying never, ever, ever. He said, Kohli has his opinion. We have ours. But at the end of the day, we play the game the right way. We've changed the way we want to play. We've obviously changed the side and we are a younger side. So I'm pretty pleased with the way we do things now. We've d- never done any of that and we'll just get on with that game. Yeah. And when asked about the whether this brought back the old tag of ugly Australians, and, and these are very interesting comments when you look back and you know put it into context with regards to what happened 12 months later. He said, I'll say we were very good with the way we went about it in trying to play the game the way that we want to play it. Gone are the days when we used to be probably the other way and I was part of that as an Australian side the young guys they the way they want to portray themselves and encourage people to play the game and enjoy the game have been exceptional so I'm really proud of the way they went about it <laughs> even though we lost Whoa. yes yes anyway uh, on a kind of side note to this uh, Smith's alleged uh, miscommunication with uh, Peter Hanscom uh, wasn't, wasn't the only piece of miscommunication in uh, this innings as well <laughs> because uh, Sean Marsh didn't review one that wasn't out uh, he was given out LBW and the ball tracking chart was going to miss the off stump by about a stump and a half. <laughs> and, and apparently uh, Smith told uh, Sean Marsh to go for a review, but Sean Marsh just heard go and left the field, which I, which is just the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's uh, very dumb. Uh, but I, I, I don't feel too badly for Sean Marsh because apparently in the first innings he got a glove on one and mm. nobody seemed to notice that. But the, just, just saying go for a review and uh, <laughs> about a hearing go and walking off. He just... <laughs> <laughs> in a small run chase, it's just crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, unless it was another Matt Ren- Renshaw moment, like you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, but, it could have been. And Sean Marsh is known for a man of few words, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He, it also uh, could be used in relation to how, uh, or maybe the number of words he does here. Yes, yeah, he I was just gonna say, yeah. one word, and like, he just walked off. And yeah, uh, yeah, and for a batter to be so convinced that he was out, or maybe why he didn't uh, want to review it, and, and also. Like you said, it's uh, it looks so obvious in replays that mm. he was not out. Uh, yeah, strange. It was just a strange test match, uh, and one where you know at many levels Australia were in front, uh, but then they lost uh, by a pretty hefty margin. Yeah. All right. So there are the three nominations from each of us. Uh, we'll just go through a couple of quick moments that that didn't make the the cut for the top three, and this one didn't didn't make the cut because I don't think either side can claim it. But it was the first time in history that four different bowlers, uh, Lyon, Ashwin, Hazelwood and uh, Jadeja had taken six wicket hauls in the same test. So that's a, a, a neat stat. 
Oh, beautiful. And also considering uh, Steve O'Keefe took two six-wicket mm-hmm. hauls in the previous... Like, that that would have taken the tally to six six-wicket hauls in uh, seven innings, eight innings of yeah. test cricket, which yep. is quite remarkable. Yep. Uh, I, I've got kind of a, a ridiculously good catch from Steve Smith. He took a, this one-handed screamer at slip to dismiss Pajara. Uh, this was on, on day three of the, the test. Uh, and the only other kind of moment I've got is I, I, I quite like the idea that uh, after Australia had a, a decent first innings lead in this test, not great, but decent. And, and I kind of like the idea Australia going to India, one and a half tests in, uh, feeling like they're well on top in the series. Uh, that, that, that seems vaguely familiar to any uh, long-term Australian cricket yeah. fans uh, who, who might be counting their chickens a little bit early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very <laughs> much. And, and like we said last week, India had come on the back of uh, a very busy test uh, uh, test season, uh, test winter, mm. I should say, um, and, and they looked uh, impregnable. Uh, yep. you know, we spoke last week about how uh, the belief was it didn't matter what the pitch had in it, uh, the pitch again, uh, that this team had enough, this Indian team had enough to, you know, uh, uh, find ways to win. Uh, but here, yeah, you're right. At this point, uh, even though the series uh, scoreline read one all, it, it was all Australia. All right. So how are we how are we going to vote on this one? What- what, what, what do you what do you think are, are the strongest nominations that we've put forward here? Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, this will be forever known as the brain fade test. So Steve Smith wins hands down. <laughs> There's no other way at looking at it. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I still get people. I'll see, still see my Twitter feed. You know, every now and then Steve Smith will do something, and uh, there'll there'll be a, a reference to a brain fade. So yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, it stands the test of time. The old brain fade moment. So I think that's the three points. I. I oh. I, I do like uh, the the face of um, the, the the face of Ishan Sharma because similarly to the brain fade, I still see that uh, image pop up in my feed every now and then. I, I think it's kind of transcended the test as well, and it's a very, it's a very silly face that he's pulling. So I, I, th- I think that's a, a, another strong contender. Do, do yeah. you have any others? Um, I, I think just uh, uh, it could either be like the third one uh, that wins the day could either be uh, just some of the things that were written about the pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, those cloak and dagger methods and the mysterious object that made it <laughs> the mysterious object, yes, <laughs> the day before the test. Um, or Virat Kohli, I mean, the test match he had uh, in a test match where he didn't score runs. Uh, the snake mentions, I think, mm. also also deserves a, a, a strong plug, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Virat Kohli, I mean, because because even with, with you know, not. He didn't score any runs, but he was dismissed in, in kind of ridiculous fashion in, in both innings. So yeah, I mean, uh, and the eleven-headed, eleven-headed snake that he loved to talk <laughs> about, which can sting you from uh, every whichever. direction. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. In fact, looking at that, I, I'm I'm tempted to give Virat Kohli the two points and Anishan Sharma the one mm. point. I, I, yeah. I think Virat Kohli did an awful lot in this test. <laughs> he did actually. Yeah. I mean, um, on and off the field. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. even his reaction uh, to uh, and we didn't talk much about this to the whole Steve. Smith uh, moment, uh, like the brain fade moment. Mm. Uh, he's there, and there's this glee in on his face that uh, you know Steve Smith was caught red-handed. <laughs> like you can see, like he's around, he's in and around. If you see the replay, and the moment Steve Smith turns around, it almost is like Virat Kohli expects him to do that, or yeah. he just uh, you know was uh, he was hoping Steve Smith would do something that would lead to him just then, and he immediately starts remonstrating with the umpire. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I yeah. think you're. I think we have to go with Virat Kohli. 
uh, for Haseke or the two-pointer this time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, Coley loves a bit of mischief. So, uh, yeah, def- definitely earns two points there. So, I, I think we've got another draw on our hands. Oh, I think yes, I, yeah. I think Australia are getting the big moments. We had uh, uh, Matt Renshaw, you know, shitting himself in the first test and, and now Steve Smith's brain fade. But in India, much like the test series, are just hanging in there, keeping mm-hmm. it level. Uh, Australia have got some some big moments, but then they're, they're not getting away from them. So, I think, yeah, we've got three to, three for the brain fade, Virat Kohli two, Ishan Sharma one, which I think gives us another drawn test, which is uh, quite quite unexpected. I didn't think we'd have two draws to, to begin this series. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about uh, the ridiculousness of the series that it's so tough to tell the team uh, teams apart at yes. this this point, right, after two test matches. And, and very much in keeping with what was happening on the field as well. Mm. At this point, Australia were winning the big moments, but Engl- India just kept clawing their mm. way back and just hanging in there. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I think we, we're on target. We're yep. on track. Yeah. All right. So I think that will bring to an end uh, the, the second test. Congratulations to both teams for drawing yet again. We'll we'll go into the third test with the team's level. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, check out Barat's writing, uh, mostly on CrickBuzz, right? Uh, yeah. And I, my, uh, you can hear my voice on yes, commentary on SEN yes. and uh, uh, most other places as well. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, you can find most of my stuff over on leabcricket.com. Uh, you can follow us both on Twitter. We can follow the us combined, uh, RidicBG, R-I-D-I-C-B-G, or you can follow uh, Barat uh, specifically, BeastieBoy07, and myself, at LeibCricket. And we will be back in a week with our coverage of the third test of the 2017 Ridiculous Border Gavaskar series. So make sure you don't miss out on that by subscribing to the podcast. And while you're there, please give us your honest five-star ratings on the podcast store of your choice, and we will see you next week. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.